Hello, everyone. You are listening to the Define University podcast, a space designed for educators to ignite your passion, transform your mindset, and learn to love who you are in the process. My name is Lindsay Titus, and I am here to share simple yet strategic steps each week with you to build your momentum into creating a life full of purpose and passion. The time is now. Let's dive on in to today's episode. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to another new episode of the Define University podcast. And in this week's episode, we are talking about one word, and that is authenticity or being authentic. And in today's episode, I am sharing ways that I am or I live into being authentic in my role as a behavior specialist. But I will I'll give you some spoiler alert now. This really applies to any single role that you serve. And, and the point is, is we want to be authentic. We want to show up in our truest form, all of who we are. And that, that all is a very important key word. It's not about just the things I'm good at or great at. It's all of me, which is the areas that I am learning from, the areas that I am still trying to figure out, the areas that I haven't yet considered, what I believe to be true, and then what I am doing to further unpack some of those stories, those thoughts, those beliefs that I've been holding onto. See, this whole process is essential when it comes to being authentic. It's it's really easy for us to say, well, of course I'm I'm an authentic educator. Of course I use my authenticity. But if we haven't taken the time to actually dive into who we are or who I am as an educator, then I don't know that with confidence we can say, I'm, I'm living into you know, my authenticity. And so what my goal is today through this week's episode is to just give you some things to consider, some things to wonder, some things to think about as you aim to show up authentically in your role. Because I have yet to meet an educator that doesn't want to be authentic that doesn't want to be genuine. And I think before before I even go any further, I think it's really important that we have a solid understanding of what do I mean when I say authentic? So you think what often happens with phrases like this, with these catchphrases, these buzzwords, is that we don't often think about what does it actually mean? And what does it mean to me? Because if your definition of authentic is different than my definition of authentic, then right off the bat, we're coming from two different perspectives. Now, neither of those are right or wrong. Remember, it's not about right or wrong, good or bad. It's about what is. However, if I'm looking to have a productive conversation with somebody, then I have to know, or I think it's really important to know, that we at least understand where each other is coming from. See, I think to me, that's where power struggles just just erupt in the classroom often, because we haven't taken the time as the educator to really think through where is the student coming from? What is their voice sharing right now? And what is it that I agree or disagree with? And then how do we have a conversation about it? And more often than not, it's something that that really breaks down to a simple miscommunication or misunderstanding of what a definition truly is or what the meaning behind it is. And that happens all the time, right? We say one thing and we mean something and they interpret it this way. It happened last night with my own daughter. I had given her one set of directions. She interpreted them one way. I gave what I thought was the same set of directions to my husband because he was he was doing bedtime routine last night. He interpreted them one way. Next thing I know, him and my husband and my daughter are having a, a little power struggle, a little argument 
because they both interpreted the information from me differently. Again, nobody was right or wrong, but it was absolutely a learning experience because when I looked back, I was like, oh, that wasn't as clear as it could have been to both people. Or, uh, you know, I really was the middleman that didn't need to be involved. It really could have been between them too. So long, long way to say, I think so often when we have, we feel disconnect with people, when we, when we aren't seeing eye to eye, break it down to what is the foundational concern or what is the foundational challenge or situation or problem? Because if you both then understand where you're starting from, then you're both able to move into, into action, into progress that we want to see. And I think we can do the exact same thing with authenticity. So let's bring it back to today's episode after that little side tangent. Um, so what do I believe authenticity to mean? Well, I mean? To me, it means you're genuine. It means you're real. But I even like to take it a little, a little more than that in that it's your actions match your thoughts. So the actions that I take are truly conveying a, the beliefs that I have in my mind, right? So we can't see what people are thinking. We see their body language, we see the actions they take, but we do not see the inner workings of their mind until they choose to express it, either through behavior, through language, through drawings, through, through text. There's so many different ways. However, I think we make a lot of assumptions and we assume things based on what we think someone else is thinking, but in all honesty, we can't. We can see and hear what they are doing, what they are saying. And so when we look at being authentic, when you're reflecting on yourself and saying, am I showing up authentically in my role? I want you to ask yourself, do the thoughts I have in my head match the actions I'm taking? Do I believe that, you know, there are certain behaviors that are quote unquote acceptable and unacceptable? And yet, do I have that thought in my head? But then in my classroom, I say, you're all welcome. And anything you do isn't going to impact my compassion for you, right? There's a disconnect. We have to truly know our thoughts. We have to know what's going on on the inside in order to change what people see on the outside. It's our inner reality, our thoughts, our standards, our values that truly create who we are on the outside, that create our outer reality. But so often I see educators want to do it backwards. I see, I see lots of people want to do it backwards. They want to change the environment and then, and then hope that it's going to change who I am inside. And it unfortunately or fortunately, whichever way you look at it, it just doesn't work that way. So instead, I want you to recognize that being authentic means we got to go in. We got to look in to create our outer reality and recognizing that our outer reality is going to influence or impact our inner reality based on what we allow it to. I am in control of what, of how I interpret information. I can hear something offensive, but it does not mean I have to become offended. I can hear something that is disrespectful, but it does not mean I have to become disrespected. There is a difference. I get to control what is going on. And I think this is really important to understand when we're talking about showing up authentically. Because when my thoughts can match my actions, then I truly am living into who I am as an authentic educator, as an authentic fill-in-the-blank for whichever role you are currently serving. And so when we look at the process, when we look at how, how do I show up authentically, I think it's really, really important to remember that change, that showing up as we are, that success is 80% mindset and 20% mechanics. 
What do I mean by that? I mean your why is so much more powerful than the how and the what. And yet so often we want to focus on how do I do it and what do I need to do? But what happens when I focus on those mechanics, the strategies, the resources, the tools, the steps to take, when I focus on those, I often get, I often get overwhelmed because I immediately think of something and then think, well, I can't do that. That won't work. How am I ever going to make that happen? What was I thinking? Right? Our thoughts end up stopping us from taking any movement forward. When we focus on our why, the how and the what come easier. They come more natural because we're doing it with purpose. So when teachers ask me, where do I start? Where do I focus? Where do I even begin? I say, put down the resources, put down the book and look within. Spend five minutes sitting in silence and listen to your thoughts. What are they telling you? They are telling you more than you know. They are telling you exactly what you need to hear in that moment. Are you distracted? Are you disconnected? Are you worrying about something that, that potentially is going to happen six months from now? Because guess what? It might not. Are you focused on something that happened yesterday? Or are you able to sit in pure silence and hear and feel what is going on in your immediate environment? 80% mindset, 20% mechanics. If you're not sure where to start, that is where I want you to start. So the next, the next, where I want to go next, I guess, with this is I want to talk about four steps. Four steps for really living what I consider an authentic lifestyle. And it, they're, not, they're not all action. Actually, the action steps come last. They are, they are number four in my list. And the list goes like this. First, we need to be aware. Then we need to accept. Then we need to acknowledge. And then we take action. So let's break those down a little bit further. So number one, aware. And again, I am coming here through the lens of authentic being authentic in my role as a behavior specialist. So I currently work for, for a school district, K-12. I'm a behavior specialist across all grade levels. And so these are the steps that I take, um, well, I took and I continue to take to really make sure that I'm showing up authentically um, every single day, you know, whether I am at work or not. Because again, authenticity isn't something that, you know, I wear my authentic hat and then I take it off when I get home. I'm living an authentic lifestyle every single day every single moment of every single day. It's a standard that I live by. Authenticity isn't something I consider. It is what is a non-negotiable in my life. And so I think that, you know, above everything I'm gonna share with you next is really important to understand. So, but when we talk about being aware, for me, that's I have to be aware of the role. I have to know my purpose. I have to know what, what my role is and what my role is not. I have to be aware of what questions I have about the role. What do I still wonder? What do I know to be true? Because if I don't know, if I'm not aware, then how do I take aligned action to make it happen, right? So, so often we wanna jump right to taking action. But if we do action without having the mindset behind it, we live on the hamster wheel of life. You've heard me say that before. I'm gonna keep saying it because I know some of you listening are living on that hamster wheel. I did for years. And take, stepping off the hamster wheel was one of the scariest moments because while I didn't like being on the hamster wheel, I also was comfortable being on the hamster wheel. So I knew that felt comfortable to me even though I didn't like it. Stepping off, doing something different, that was more uncomfortable to me. So I stayed on the hamster wheel for, for so, so long. But when we talk about that, when we wanna really take that first step, I have to know what I believe. I have to know what my role is, and if I don't know, if I'm not aware, I have to ask questions. 
And then, so the next thing is accepting. I have to accept my role. And for me, my role as a behavior specialist came after other roles that I've had in education. I started out in the classroom. I started out as a K2 self-contained special education teacher. Then I went and I worked in a residential home. I worked for a not-for-profit learning agency. I even did in-home ABA private therapy. Each one of those were different roles. But for me, one of the bigger challenges I had entering back into the behavior specialist role is I had to really understand and accept that my role is different than when I was in the classroom. See, both fall under the category of educator, absolutely. But educator in the role of a teacher and educator in the role of a behavior specialist are different. And I had to accept that. I had to accept that there was going to be change. I had to accept that I was going into somebody else's classroom. I had to, I had to accept that even if I provide recommendations, they might not be followed. And all of those things are okay. It's just what is. Remember, it's not yes, no, right, wrong, good, bad. It's what is. As soon as we can get rid of those quantifiers, those, those adjectives, and we can truly just embrace what it, what it is today, this power of now, the power of today, everything else is, is, is irrelevant. Everything else goes away. And it's so much simpler to focus on what is. But I had to be aware and I had to accept my role before I could step into it authentically. So the third step is I had to acknowledge. One, I had to acknowledge where I am right now as a behavior specialist with the knowledge I have, the mindset I have. And then I had to own my strengths. But I also then had to acknowledge where do I want to go? What type of coach, what type of behavior coach do I want to be? What do I want to live into? Because if I know where I am today and I know where I want to get to, well, now you have the two points on your map. So now we get to take action, which is the fourth step. And we get to take action to take us from where I am today and get me to where I want to be an hour from now, a week from now, a month from now, a year from now. It doesn't matter. But if I don't have both spots, if I don't know where I am and where I'm going, it's like driving without a final destination and therefore you're just driving to drive, which again, sometimes we live life just to live life. But when we're talking about living into a role, a role that people are dependent on, a role that we are serving other people through, it's really important to acknowledge my strengths and acknowledge the type of coach I want to be so that I can continuously reflect on what I am doing to ask myself, am I living into the vision I had and am I pulling that vision into the here and now today? So the last step in this four-part series is to take action. So now we're here. Once I've become aware, I've accepted, I've acknowledged, I am ready to take action. And, and what I have for you here is just a couple tips to, to think about, to utilize, recognize these are not the, the be-all, end-all. You know, I think I share that a lot on here. These are meant to be the starting point. These are meant to get you thinking and noticing and wondering. And then for you to take that and jump with it, go with it, expand it to fit your lens, to fit your life. And so the first one is pretty simple. To show up authentically as a behavior specialist, it's all about connections, right? It's all about building relationships with my staff, with the students. And so what that looks like is I've got to show up just to show up. I've got to show up to say hi. And, and just, you know, just like we do with our students, I'm not, it, it cannot be all about business. I can't keep, you know, coming into rooms and, and making it all about demands or things I need or, or things like that. But simply just showing up to say, hey, how you doing? So good to see you, right? Dropping in with coffee or snacks, 
just a way to say hi and establish that connection, establish that relationship. In those relationships, it's really important. The second thing is that I use simple language. So I am a board certified behavior analyst. I will talk, you know, behavior analytic language all day, every day, and I love doing it. But at the end of the day, if I'm talking to someone that does not also have that expertise in behavior analysis, I'm going to use simpler language because I want to have a conversation that we both feel a part of. I think we've all been there, right? We're talking to somebody and the, how they're talking, I can't even connect to any of it. So I get distracted. I get disconnected. I may end up even resenting the, the time that is, quote unquote, being wasted from this conversation. And that is something I, I don't ever want to be true. So I make sure to keep this language simple so that both people, myself included, and the person I'm speaking with also feel included in the conversation. My third step for taking action is to listen and then listen some more. Remember, I am, I, or I have to remind myself, I am stepping into someone else's classroom. So it's really important that I can do that in a way where I'm, I'm all about building that relationship and I am connecting. And again, I think we do that through those simple, simple, small, simple, and strategic steps, which means I'm there for a purpose, but what that purpose is, I get to define each day. Some days it's to, to check on data collection. Some days it's to say hi. Some days it's to ask a question. And just like we do with our students to use like the five to one ratio or five positives, five compliments, five, you know, expected things we want to hear to the one piece of feedback or uh, criticism or anything like that. I, I tend to use something similar in classrooms, right? Am I only showing up when things are going wrong or things are going, I don't even want to use that word. See, there it is. When things are, are challenged or there's problems or, or opportunities, right? No, I'm going to show up all the time. I'm going to swing by. I'm going to say hi, because to me, being authentic, again, means I show up all the time. So my actions match my thoughts. It's not just when something, quote unquote, isn't going right, but instead I have to make it part of my practice to be present, to be visible. Um, and so we then look at, with that, it's really important then to reflect on my own triggers and what is going on. So we talked a lot about that being aware, accepting, acknowledging. Well, all of those things are my thoughts, but that doesn't mean I'm still not going to be triggered. Triggered by behaviors, triggered by words, triggered by situations that maybe I don't have control over. But what I need to realize is that when something triggers me, it's, it's like a mirror. It's, a, it's reflecting back in me something that I need to reflect and grow from. It really has nothing to do with that other person. So when we are triggered by responses, by behaviors, by words, by decisions, stop and ask yourself, what is this? Imagine there's literally a mirror in front of you and say, what is this showing to me? What, is, what opportunity of growth do I have because of this moment? I need to reflect on my own trigger so that I can then show up authentically as I am and continue to grow every single day. I have two more for you that I believe these are, these are so crucial to showing up authentically in any role that you serve, but that I utilize daily uh, through my role as a behavior specialist. The first is asking for help and being okay to say, I don't know when you don't know or when I don't know, right? So yes, I have an expertise in behavior, but that does not mean I am the expert in behavior. The only thing that I can personally be an expert or the expert in is myself. And it's the same for you. You can have expertise or you can be an expert in a lot of different things. You are the expert in one and only one thing only, 
and that is you. So remember that. Ask for help. Say you don't know, and then go find out the information. Have conversations. Learn from one another. Build your community. Don't get stuck. I think oftentimes what I hear most from instructional coaches or uh, people with, you know, quote unquote, formal leadership roles or even myself as a behavior specialist is we're supposed to have all the answers. No, that's farthest from the truth. We're not meant to have all the answers in life. How boring would that be? Instead, let's keep growing. Let's keep expanding. Let's keep learning from one another. And that can't happen until we identify that, that we need help, that we don't know the answer. And the last one, and this is something I do every single day, and it is one of the things I hear from so many of you that you are challenged by, it is taking time for you every single day. There is no minimum requirement of time that you need to allocate to, to, in order to do this process. So if you have one minute, by all means, use that one minute for you. Embrace the power of the pause. Embrace this time to reflect. Embrace this time to check in with how are you doing, where you are with what you have. I think again, and I did this for years, I would wait until I had a whole day to, 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 do, for, to do on me, to focus on me, or even a half day, or maybe sometimes an hour. And now I live in the minute. I live in the five minutes. If I can sit in silence for those five minutes, then I rested with intention for five minutes today, and that is amazing, and that is going to build my momentum into tomorrow. There is, I'm going to say it again, there is no minimum requirement for self-care as an educator, for self-care in any role you serve, or to just simply spend time with you. There's no minimum and there's no maximum. You get to define what that looks like for you every single day. The non-negotiable for me in my life is that I rest with intention every single day. And then every day I get to decide what that's going to look like, how long it's going to last based on how I'm feeling where I am. And all of those things, everything we just talked about in the last 20 minutes or so is how I show up authentically. Remember, making sure my actions match my thoughts, how I show up authentically as a behavior specialist. So what I would offer to you right now, what I would love for you to do is I would love for you to grab some paper, grab a pen, and I would love you for you to reflect and say, how do I show up authentically in my role? How am I going to show up more authentically? What is something I can do to live a more authentic lifestyle? What is something that you heard today that stood out to you that you are now going to take and become aware of it, accept it, acknowledge it, and then take action? Get Think it first, but then get it out of your head and get it onto paper because thoughts are powerful, language is even more powerful, but when we see it, when we write it, when we make it real, that is where the true power lies. So that is my challenge for you this week. That is what I would love for you to do. And if you so feel inclined, I would love for you to share it out, tag me in it. I want to cheer you on alongside this journey, this reflection, as you really learn and, and embrace wholeheartedly who you are as an authentic person. So that is what I have for you, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, until next time, have an amazing week ahead. And as always, we'll talk soon. Well, there you have it, everyone. Another new episode of the Define University podcast is in the books, and I so hope you enjoyed it as much as I enjoyed recording it for you. And if you did, would you do me a favor? Would you head on over and rate, review, subscribe, and even share that out with your friends? And let's let everyone know the amazing world of Define University. Would you do that for me? I would so appreciate you for that. And if you find yourself wondering, what's next? What else is out there? How else can I define who I am as an educator? How do I master my mindset? How do I 
I use powerful language every day? And how do I take aligned action to truly achieving the goals I have to, to create my present day reality, to be the most amazing reality there is? Well, then I, I would encourage you to head on over to defineuniversity.com and uh, check out the courses page. That is all that I offer here. And if you see something that you've got questions that piques your interest, do me a favor, send me an email. Let's connect. I'm here for you every single day. So with that, remember to keep shining bright, live into your authenticity, love who you are, trust who you are, and most of all, own who you are so you can stand confidently in saying, this is who I am. We'll talk soon, everyone.